0: Scary Parachute, Saturday, October 31st, 2020. Happy Halloween. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss... Camel Fighting and Leaky Black, Matt Norlanda, is here with me. And as previously noted, in addition to normal episodes of the Island College Basketball Podcast, we are also doing short episodes on various prospects in the 2020 NBA Draft. We've already done a bunch, and today we turn our attention to Tyrese Maxey from the University of Kentucky. He's a 6'3 guard raised in Texas, going to be 20 years old on the night of the 2020 NBA Draft. He averaged 14 points, 4.3 rebounds, 3.2 assists for a... Kentucky team that went 25-6, and six, won the SEC regular season title by three games, but still only finished 29th at Ken Palm. He shot 42.7% from the field, 29.2% from three, 83.3% from the free throw line. I have Tyrese Maxey going 18th in my latest mock draft. Norlander has him going 11th. So we're a little off here. What do we like about Tyrese Maxey as a prospect? what's the concern we're going to get into it momentarily but first check this out the all-new
1: hyundai 2024 santa fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
0: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So, Norlander, you have Tyrese Maxey just outside of the top 10 of your latest mock draft posted, cbssports.com. What do you see that I admittedly might not see?
1: Question number one, does what we saw out of Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero in the bubble impact Tyrese Maxey's draft stock, in your opinion?
0: I think it could. I absolutely think it could. That Because one of the things, uh, and this is consistent dating back to DeMarcus Cousins mm-hmm. at Kentucky Players Under John Calipari. They... they show themselves capable of doing things in the NBA that they never really did that much or at all at Kentucky. And I think Tyler Hero is the latest example of that. And if you want to – now, it's not to say that Kentucky players can't miss. They can. Where's Archie Goodwin right now? Mm-hmm. But but I do think that at some point you go, man, the guys coming out of that place are, are really – more often than not, having an impact in this league, especially what we just watched, and I could certainly see—I don't know that it should help Tyrese Maxey, but I could see—I could see that it might.
1: Obviously, another player, different, but I mean, Calipari built a whole PR tour around the fact that Anthony Davis was going to be the number one pick, and he was six on the team in shots and all this kind of stuff. So we see, and then we right. just—we just watched what Anthony Davis has been able to grow into. Granted, he—he's uh, got uh, a dude named LeBron on his team, that's uh, kind of a factor, but. Um, I, I, you know, Tyler Hero and Tyrese Maxey, all told, didn't have drastically different roles at Kentucky. And Hero's projections last year were landing in the similar spot to Maxey this year. By the way, two Tyrese's going top 20 this year. You already How about that? Part. Halliburton and Maxey. When was the last Tyrese that was drafted? I don't know. That's a that's a non-trivia time trivia time there for you. Um, I think that Tyrese Maxey has... Strong scoring potential at the next level with the right team and to be more productive than he showed himself to be at Kentucky. Um, I don't know. To me, he's on the short list of guys where this workout season and how it impacts him in a good or bad way, I don't have a read on that. I don't have a read on it. I I would take Tyrese Maxey if I had a top 15 pick. Uh, I see him floating uh, as low as 20 overall, but good size, I think he will continue to have a really uh, good shot. Literally, I mean, literally, his shooting form and his ability to score is going to is going to show up there. And it's just one year; he's still young. He was a stud on the recruiting trail. We've we've seen this time and time again with Kentucky players, as you as you alluded to before, in that they. Just simply don't get to use all the tools and they' and nor should they be expected to in their drive by season at Kentucky there, so um, to me he's a fascinating prospect because if he he could hit hit not to the level of maybe hero like hero would like he is this an all time like rookie story from beginning to end what he was doing, but if he could hit at like eighty percent of that, then yeah, obviously any team would take him in the top ten he's not going to go that high, but I do think that he's got good potential to be a fantastic
0: backup scoring guard the minute he enters the league so both of us were at the champions classic when um, Kentucky Mm -hmm. played Michigan State is that correct yes and (laughs) if you remember in that game I thought it was right but
1: no no I'm saying I I know I not only remember that I remember us literally at like 145 unpacking at Madison Square Garden to start doing a podcast
0: remember I did not remember that this was at Madison Square Garden, but I do now. Yes. Okay. So we're at Madison Square Garden, opening night, champions classic, and Tyrese is the star of the night. Goes for 26 points um, in 32 minutes. He was seven of twelve on the field, three of seven from three. Kentucky upsets the preseason number one. And I remember John Calipari after the game saying, That's the player I recruited. I haven't seen him yeah. since. I haven't seen him since I signed him. That's not the guy I've been working out. It's not the guy who's been practicing, but that is the guy I recruited. And it's nice that he showed himself tonight. And from that, I thought, okay, well, maybe Maxi's just a guy who, and this happens sometimes in, in basketball and perhaps other sports as well. Like, you know, maybe not the best practice player, but when you turn the lights on, you put nine other dudes on the court with them and say, hey, we're, we're playing for real right now. Then he just shows up. And I thought, okay, well, that's what Maxie will be. And he just wasn't that. He only scored 26 once more the entire mm-hmm. season. Now, 26 is a big number in college basketball, but still, he only got there one more time the rest of the season. Only scored 25 more times. He averaged 14 points per game. So he was not a high-level scorer, For that SEC championship team that a lot of us, I think myself, but also more importantly, John Calipari thought he was going to be um, shot 29% from three point range like that's not good. And so I guess my concern would be um, is is he just going to be a smallish non point guard who can't shoot because if that's what he is, then then. That's that's not a that's not a lottery that's not worth a lottery pick, but if you trust the free throw percentage, which is eighty three point three, and point to that and say that is an indicator that he can be a good shooter, and given that he can get to the rim, finishes well at the rim. I think made sixty five percent of his shots at the rim. He's got an array of floaters, can finish with both hands around the rim. You add a reliable jump shot to that. Now you got something, but. That's what you got to figure out. Like, is he going to be a reliable shooter, or is he going to be a non-shooter? If he's a non-shooter, that's a problem. I
1: think he's going to. I think he's going to turn into a more reliable shooter. It is undeniable that if, like, he shot twenty nine point two percent from three last season on one hundred thirteen attempts. If that twenty nine point two was thirty six point eight. Then you would have, I think, agreement on him being top fifteen status, but it isn't there yet. I think that he is going to be a better shooter once he gets to the pros, and that's going to be more consistent. He is a. There's a difference between being a shooter and a scorer, and Maxi is definitely more of a scorer. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. I think he is a very good rebounder for a player of his size, you know, six three ish, two hundred pounds, not afraid to get uh, into the lane and go and go to the rim. I, I do think that he is going to be able to acclimate himself well um, and I also just I, I do think defensively there's a there's a good ceiling there that that, that would validate him but I'm glad we picked Maxie not just because you know Kentucky players are always worth talking about but there does seem to be a wide disparity on him and as has been the case with a few other players we've talked about on these draft profile podcasts I find Pegging not only where he goes but who he goes to to be an impossible task because he's the kind of player that could theoretically fit on just about every single team that's going to be drafting in that range, unless you are overloaded with three or four, you know, surefire role players playing uh at that at that shooting guard spot there that you know that, that combo guardish level but i don't think that's going to be the case across the league there and so he would fit on a lot of teams that will be in that spot as a reminder right now i've got the list just you know if we let's call it let's lean more to you than me okay cuz i do think you've got the better chance of being right i'm just higher on him it's fine orlando's at 15 he would fit there portland's at 16 uh, maybe not they, as much.
0: Well, they, listen, Portland needs guard help. Like McCollum and Lillard are awesome. Yeah. And so, and so you think, oh, well, they're set there. They play too many minutes or they, at least they play a lot of minutes. Yeah. They yeah. I'm not even, yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. They could use some backup. I'm not saying
1: now. he's, a, he's definitely not a starter. There's no doubt about it. Minnesota. Eh, I don't know their roster makeup enough. Dallas. Definitely not. Um, Brooklyn. Yes, for sure. Uh, although that's going to be super fascinating. Uh, and then Miami at 20. I'm eh, maybe again, though. I just think you're going to like, I think you'll see minimum two trades out of that. I just think it's going to be super trade, happy trade heavy with all of that there. Um, I do like, I think he's got a good passing eye overall. I don't know. I like, I like his package and I do think as a player, and I do think that he has got enough to validate taking him in the lottery, but it's far from a, from a sure thing. He's a moving target anywhere from 11 to 20.
0: Yeah. You mentioned it's hard to pinpoint, you know, where he'll go. even, even, you know tighten up his range it's also very important where he goes and I I think you can say this about most players so we don't have to spend much time on it but I guess I'd say you know is Tyler Hero Tyler Hero if he's playing somewhere other than Miami like I just think he he fits so well there strong organization Mm -hmm. strong culture sometimes you know like Anthony Davis is going to be Anthony Davis, no matter who drafts him. And LeBron's going to be LeBron, no matter who drafts him with these guys that get taken outside of the top 10, often, whether they quote unquote, make it or not comes down to who, who drafted them, who developed them, you know, what, what kind of culture were they involved in? And, and I like, would Fred Van Vliet be Fred Van Vliet if, if he were with a franchise different than Toronto maybe because I'm a big fan fan but I, I'm not I, I just think where you end up matters immensely unless you're just a generational talent like a Kevin Durant or a LeBron James or a uh, Anthony Davis and Tyrese Maxey with all due respect doesn't qualify in that way he's a guy who you know you could see him making it you could see him just being a whatever player mm-hmm. and some of that will likely come down to um you know where does he end up and 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 does that franchise have a good track record of developing players like him
1: let's do a quick uh who would you rather here i'm going to give you another player give you his stats last season also uh, going to be drafted this year in the first round. This player shot 34% from three, 35% mm-hmm. from three, 40% from two. Uh, he was a volume player, not not foul-prone, the same way that Maxi isn't necessarily foul-prone. Again, Maxi was 29% from three, 49% from two, much better. From the foul line, Maxi was 83%. This player from the foul line was 75%. Um, This player had a 97.6 offensive rating at Ken Palm. Maxie had a 104.8 rating at Ken Palm. So blind resume, who would you take Maxie or the unnamed player? And who who do you think the unnamed player is? I think the unnamed player is Anthony Edwards. The unnamed player is Cole Anthony. Ooh. Unnamed player is Cole Anthony. I would rather have Tyrese Maxie than Cole Anthony.
0: I have Cole Anthony ahead of Maxie on my big board right now. Um, So I guess I would take Cole Anthony over Tyrese Maxey, but it's certainly debatable. Like, I I wouldn't spend 20 minutes arguing with you about it.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Cole Anthony's ceiling is higher than Maxey's. If Cole Anthony Anthony hits, uh, I, I think the big question with him is, you know, is he a top five, six player in this draft? I don't think that he will be. Uh, I'm more comfortable with Maxi overall than Anthony. I'm I'm interested to see what Anthony just wherever he goes and how he adapts. And he's for the first time in his life uh, not only not going to be the alpha, he's not going to be the fifth best uh, player on his team. So I'm just I'm interested. We we did a Cole Anthony podcast. Go find it if you haven't listened. We get into that all on there. Um, but yeah, Maxi was an underachiever at Kentucky. I think that is undeniable. Um, I do remember us sitting there after that first game, and I was one over. And he there's no doubting that he wasn't that overall, but really still a, a good distributor. Um 18.5 assist rate according to Ken Palm. That's pretty good uh, considering the offense that he played in. Reliable at the foul line. Good two-point shooter. Gets to the rim. The threes are a question. There's no doubt about it. Can probably tighten up the handle a little bit. That kind of stuff does matter, too. Obviously, to general managers and scouts. Um, I, I think he just didn't quite put it all together, and that's why you're seeing the variation on him that you are. I might be higher on him than anyone, and I'm not even, like, super high on him. But I, I I did have him at eleven there, and I and I do think that there is some validation if you want to take a chance there. But um, I think who, wherever he goes, if he's subject to a, a team that makes a trade, I wouldn't be shocked at all.
0: Shouts to David Downey, shouts to Chester South Carolina, shouts to Terry Mf and Teagle, legend. Shouts to larnell thank you guys for listening to the Ion College Basketball Podcast once again in the middle of the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime, the absolute worst pandemic of my lifetime. If you're not subscribed. Please go subscribe any way you subscribe to podcast, including Apple Podcasts. And we will talk to you again real soon. Till then. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.